Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Chapter 3. Keela hung up with Aisha and called back this bitch named Cha-Cha. She was a girl from the hood that he had just started fucking with. He momentarily blocked Aisha to prevent her from calling him. He had to lie to Aisha and cancel his plans with her to spend time with Cha-Cha. He'd already fucked Aisha several times and he knew that pussy wasn't going anywhere. He wanted something new, which is why he chose Cha-Cha over her tonight. When he called Aisha, he was looking for some easy pussy for the night. He called Cha-Cha before he called Aisha, but Cha-Cha didn't pick up the phone right then. He ended up calling Aisha as his backup plan. Surprisingly, Cha-Cha called him back and agreed to come over. He now had to find a way to ditch Aisha. He didn't give a fuck about hurting her. You're even telling her a lie that made sense. He just wanted to get rid of her so he could fuck the next bitch. Cha-Cha had a reputation in the hood that she was easy to fuck. Then why work so hard, my nigga? Why work so hard? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. He'd been wanting to smash her, so he had to take this chance. Why? Why? Why do y'all discount women, but put them on a pedestal for the things you then discount them for? You know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Also, cha-cha, real smooth. She was thick as fuck and a pretty-ass red bone. Keela wasn't even checking for Aisha when it came to cha-cha. Aisha was attractive also, but Keela preferred cha-cha more than her. When cha-cha arrived, she came inside his crib and walked in seductively. Also, aren't these the four prettiest girls in the neighborhood? Like, in the project? I ain't seen there, not one of them be honored as the prettiest. Everybody who's seen them been like, damn, your pussy stink. Damn, you ain't the cutest. Damn, I don't even need you. Damn, cha-cha, real smooth. I bet when he ride, when she rides him, uh, he gonna be like, cha-cha, that's real smooth. Now slide to the left. Slide to the right. Two hops this time. Two hops this time. Crisscross. <laughs> Y'all can't do that one. That's a level six move. Kilo had his eyes glued to that ass and he was ready to hit it. That shit was so thick he couldn't help but imagine what that pussy felt like. Cha-Cha came in and sat down on this couch with her legs wide open. She was wearing a dress with no panties on under it. He clearly saw her shaved pussy which let him know she was ready for some action. Kilo sat down on the couch next to Cha-Cha and started rubbing on her thigh while he sparked up a joint. The mood was set. He just knew he was finna to get some pussy. The next thing he knew, somebody was banging on his door hard as fuck. 
Kilo, open this fucking door. I know you in there with a bitch. Nigga, open the door. Cha-Cha was looking lost and not real smooth at all. She started looking a little scared. She heard a female's voice and knew it must have been a bitch Kilo was fucking with. She didn't know how the situation would play out, but she was hoping she'd be safe. Who was that at the door, Kilo? Cha-Cha asked. That ain't nobody important. Just a crazy-ass bitch has been stalking me. Ignore her, and she'll leave eventually. Kilo took Cha-Cha to the back room, and they started having sex. They were completely ignoring Aisha while she continued to bang on the door. That's talent, because if I'm up in somebody and all I hear is... I ain't gonna be able to fuck for too long. I mean, I might, depending on the situation. I ain't the spring chicken I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Used to be, I could go through and people talking loud and all kind of shit. But now, it seems like the talent I had for great fucking, because now I'm just a good fucking. The talent I had for great fucking was shifted. Like, the skill points were shifted from great fucking to great napper because now I could take a nap fucking anywhere it's crazy it's fucking bizarre I don't even know but I'm not mad about it I love sex and I'm still a good fucker and my tongue game is great and my hand game is great and my brilliance is great like my sexual IQ is peaked because I bought the womanizer to do everything I can't do all the time but I could take a nap forever at any point like, I could take a nap right now. Watch. Y'all niggas really thought I was going to take a nap. I ain't taking a nap right now. I'm tired, but I ain't, that, I ain't that tired. I mean, just give me a second, though. No, I'm fucking with y'all. Whew. Mm. Kilo, open the fucking door. I'm not leaving till you open this door. I know you in there. Aisha was so pissed that Kilo had her out there acting like a damn fool. She hated that he treated her like a side bitch, but her feelings were already involved. She couldn't control how she felt because that good dick had her going crazy. She was completely obsessed with rage right now. Let me just go ahead and check back again. Okay, yeah, Aisha's the nosy one. She's not the one who gets attached. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Okay, so anyway. She was upset that another bitch was in his crib getting that good dick right now. She continued to knock away for 20 minutes straight. She finally got tired of being stupid. <laughs> she finally got tired of being stupid and went back to her car. Kilo knew he was in trouble already, so he wanted to make this nut with Cha-Cha worth it. He knew Aisha was finna be tripping, so he had to make this nut worth the drama he was finna deal with. I don't know what's up with the double up on words, dude. It's not a double entendre. It's just a double up. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah, from the fucking sandlot. One hour later, Kilo had been fucking Cha-Cha and went two rounds with her for an hour straight. He was finished with her, so Cha-Cha put on her clothes and walked towards the door. Kilo walked her back to the bus stop. On his way to walking... Ki Kilo walked her back to the bus stop. On his way walking Cha-Cha to the bus stop, Aisha pulled up on him. You see how you be lying, Kilo? You see how I caught you lying, nigga? You said you have a job interview in the morning. You told me you was gonna sleep and you was over here with a bitch. Aisha, it ain't like that. This is my homegirl. I'm just walking her home because it's late out here and I don't want nothing to happen to her. Nigga, do I look dumb to you? You told me the police had this area taped off and nobody could leave or come in. Now I'm over here and that's not the case. Nigga, I'm sick of this shit. You a fucking liar.
Aisha was so pissed at Keela for playing her. She was more upset that he had lied to her about it even after he was clearly caught. She allowed her emotions to get the best of her and she lost it. She put her foot on the gas and sped full speed too towards him. Cha-Cha was able to get out the way real smooth and took off running. She slid to the left. <laughs> oh, God. She didn't want no parts of the drama between Kilo and whoever this girl was. Kilo tried to move out the way but was hit and sent flying on the sidewalk. Aisha's anger turned to sympathy after she realized what she did. She got out of her car and ran up to Kilo, who was laying on the ground holding his leg. Oh, my God. Kilo, are you okay? Hell no, I'm not okay, crazy-ass bitch. You just ran me over the car. I think my leg broke. Okay, let me call 911 and get you some medical attention. One hour later. I'm on the scene now of a domestic violence situation turned into a man getting struck with a car. Police say the 23-year-old Aisha Fisher intentionally ran over her boyfriend with her car after she caught him with another woman. Police state that the victim, whose identity is withheld, was supposed to meet up with his girlfriend, Aisha Fisher, tonight. He canceled their date at the last minute to go meet up with another woman. Aisha did not believe the excuse he gave as to why they couldn't meet up. Police said that she had arrived at the victim's house and caught him leaving with another unidentified woman. They got into an argument before things turned violent. Aisha decided to attack her boyfriend with her car at 50 miles per hour. Police are still gathering more information about what occurred here. Aisha Fisher has been charged with vehicular assault and domestic violence. She's scheduled to stand in front of a judge tomorrow. We don't have any further details on this case at the moment, but we'll update you when we can. Sarah Parker, Channel 7 News. That ain't newsworthy. It, it, it ain't no, ain't no news. That ain't no news day that slow. And y'all got out there within an hour? Ain't no, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, nah. I've been watching the news for a long time, fam. I never seen the news report on somebody getting ran over with a car. Ever. Ever. Diamond. You know, I don't think we've heard about Drea or uh, Marche or Acura. We heard about Acura. She don't want the stank pussy. But Drea and Marche, we ain't heard shit about them yet. So what are we doing? Don't make the intro about these three women or these four women and then never talk about them. That's just weird. Diamond. Diamond pulled up to the pink hole like any other night. She was somewhat relieved because this is the first night she could show up without sneaking there. Her and Russell decided to get a divorce, so she was a free agent now. She planned on taking stripping and hoeing more serious now. It paid a lot, and the money was fast. She loved a quick dollar. Diamond walked inside the club wearing a pink Fendi dress with some matching heels. She had on blonde lace front wig and matching Fendi purse. Her lips were shining with lip gloss. She had just got three piercings in her lip to give her a bad girl look. Diamond was looking like a dime and turning heads as she walked in. She walked inside the club and went to the locker room where the other strippers were. As soon as she walked in, everybody got quiet. It was as if she sucked all the energy out the room. She saw Deja and Crescenda standing in the corner with a group of girls gathered around. She already knew they were gossiping about her. She knew they were telling everybody about what happened to her crib. It pissed her off to see them hoes, but she played it cool. Stay focused on your money, Diamond. Don't let these hoes get you out your character. I'll catch them when the time is right, she thought to herself. 
Diamond got naked and walked out to the floor to start her night. She went up to the bar and posted up by it. She wanted niggas to walk up to her and try and holler. She'd use that as an opportunity to get free drinks. Sometimes she needed to be drunk to cope with getting naked in front of strangers every night. As expected, a nigga made his way over to the bar where Diamond was standing. He was 5'5 and skinny as fuck. He looked like he weighed about 120 pounds. He was either a smoker or he had that shit. He was built like a middle school kid who got bullied by the thugs. Diamond rolled her eyes as he walked up. She knew she'd have to entertain him with small talk just to get a free drink. She wasn't interested in him or shit he had to say. She just planned on staying long enough to finesse him out of a drink to start her night. He walked his short ass up on Diamond confident in a motherfucker. He thought he was that nigga. Hey, you the girl Diamond, right? I follow you on IG. Am I supposed to give a fuck? She thought. Diamond put on her fake smile to act like she cared about what he was saying. Oh, thanks. That's nice of you. You don't remember me? I'm Astro Man Duke on IG. I be commenting on all your posts. No, she ain't gonna remember that nigga. What? Diamond looked at him funny before responding. She didn't know who the fuck this nigga was, but he was acting like she should know him. Dumbass nigga, am I supposed to know you because you comment on my posts? I got thousands of followers. Am I supposed to recognize everyone that comments on my page, she thought. She decided to play along just to ask for her drink. Oh yeah, Astro Man Duke. Yeah, I remember you. I'll be hoping you comment on my posts. It make my day, Diamond lied. Astro Man Duke lit up like some Christmas lights when she said that. He was cheesing harder than a bitch. He let Diamond gas him up with the bullshit. He was smiling so hard, he didn't care how yellow his teeth were. Them shits like a gold grill. God damn this nigga teeth yellow. Good Jesus Lord, he look like he never brushed his mouth. That boy teeth look like a snow cone shell. Yep, let me in this convo quick, she thought in her head. Hey Astro Man, can you buy me a drink? Well, that depends. Is we linking up later? Drinks cost $10 in here. That's too much to spend for nothing. Sure, we could chill later, Diamond lied. Well, in that case, I got you. What you want to drink? A Long Island iced tea. One Long Island iced tea for the lady. The bartender took his $10 and made the drink for Diamond. Diamond sipped on her drink as she planned out her exit strategy to escape this goofy-ass nigga. So what we doing later tonight? I can't even lie. I'm trying to see what that ass be about. Really? Off one drink, my nigga? Like one $10 drink? Okay. I seen it on the gram. Now I'm trying to see that shit in 3D, mommy. Diamond just looked at him and didn't even respond. He kept talking as if she was responding. He was one of those people that had a whole conversation with themselves but thought they were talking to you. He didn't even notice she wasn't responding. I wish this duck-ass nigga shut the fuck up already. This broke-ass bum really think I'm about to fuck him for a $10 drink. This motherfucker's a clown for real. What does he think I am, a crackhead, she thought. The clown-ass nigga just kept talking until somebody walked up and tapped Diamond on the shoulder. Hey, Diamond. It's been a while since I've seen you. Diamond turned around to see Jody standing there next to her. He looked as good as she remembered. She hadn't seen him since the night they chilled at his crib. He couldn't have come at a better time than now. What's up, Jody? It's good to see you again. Likewise, can you give me a dance? Sure, no problem. Astro Man Duke got pissed because Jody interrupted his conversation with Diamond. Even though he was talking to himself, he thought Diamond was listening. He quickly tried to get rid of Jody. Hey, yo, homie. Me and a lady chopping up about some shit. You got to talk to her later when we're done. 
Calm down, little man. She don't want to hear shit you were saying. You was talking to yourself for about five minutes. I saw you. Nah, homie, you tripping. Me and the lady were vibing on a deep level until you came over here cock-blocking. Just let me give him a dance and I'll be right back, Diamond lied. Diamond hurried off with Jody. She was glad she was finally able to get away from that lame. Astro Man Duke was pissed. He knew Diamond wasn't coming back, but he was hoping she did. Make sure you come back after that dance. That drink I bought you cost $10. That's a lot of money in Africa, he yelled out. It's, it's not. It's not. Matter of fact, where in Africa? Let's check. All right, so I went back and looked, and I was like, damn, because the numbers did look bigger. Like $10 here was worth like $620 um, elsewhere. But then I realized we ain't all working with the same type of money. So a dollar isn't the same as a pound. So what equals more pounds are worth more than dollars, right? So I don't know. It's a whole thing. Stop fucking shitting on Africa like motherfuckers are poor or something because they're actually pretty fucking well established in a lot of it. You wouldn't like it if people got on you about fucking Wyoming or North Dakota or West Virginia or Florida, nigga. So stop. Cut that shit out. It ain't cool. Diamond just ignored him and went to a private booth and started dancing on Jody. Jody was curious to why Diamond was even stripping. He didn't expect this from her. She didn't come across the stripper type when they first met. You look happy as fuck I saved you from spending all night with that lame nigga in your ear. I am, but I deal with them type of niggas every night. I would have found a way to dodge them eventually. It's funny to me that I ran into you here of all places. The last time we met, you were working at a fast food restaurant. You told me you were married when you came to my crib. I remember your husband was blowing up your phone. What happened with all that? How we ended up here in the strip club with you dancing butt-ass naked on me. Does your husband approve of this? Well, I quit working at Taco Bell because that shit too fucking slow. That money don't make a difference in nobody's life. Second, me and my husband are getting a divorce. I caught him cheating on me with some dirty-ass bitches, so we decided to part ways. I see. Well... You don't have to be in the club stripping for money. I could take care of you. You already know that. Nah, I'm good. I like to make my own money. I'm independent and I don't need a nigga for shit. I don't want no man feeling like he could control me because he's spending his little money on me. I'm not like that though. I just see a bad bitch and want to spoil her. Let me show you how a real nigga move. Nigga, that shit sound good. Y'all niggas all love talking that talk. Show me what your actions. I'd love to. Let me get a private dance in the VIP room. Diamond grabbed Jody by the arm and walked him to the VIP room. Astro Man Duke stood at the bar mad as fuck. He noticed the chemistry between them. He knew they were going to get sexual with each other behind those closed doors. He was jealous because it wasn't him. His anger started to boil. This stupid ass bitch tried me like a short nigga. You, you, you are a short nigga, little man. I am a short nigga, but that's not the point. <clears throat> She ain't got to try and try me like one. She probably in there fucking the shit out that nigga. She probably chewing on his balls like some bubble gum. Ow. Ew. No. no stop. Security. Oh, ball chewing asshole. Then she walked off on me after I spent $10 on her drink. That's green as fuck. I could have bought a whole village in Africa with that money. I got some for her big booty ass. Her donkey booty ass going to learn not to play with me, he thought to himself. Inside the VIP room, Jody sat back on the chair throwing money at Diamond as she danced naked in front of him. 
The VIP room had a stage with a pole on it. Diamond was twerking her ass and making a clap for him. Her ass cheeks were big and natural. They were so soft and giggly. That's what he said, giggly. Diamond's chocolate skin was turning Jody on. He had a fetish for chocolate-colored bitches. Her lips were shiny because of the lip gloss on them. The piercing on her lips made Jody wonder if she could suck dick good. Her lips were big, and he just wanted to shove his dick in her mouth. Diamond bent over in front of him and poked her ass out. She used both her hands to spread her ass cheeks. She held it there long enough for Jody to clearly see her pussy and asshole. Jody's dick was rock hard. He was on full salute. Diamond left the stage and walked up to his chair. She saw his hard dick through the print of his pants. She squatted down in front of him while looking him in the eyes the whole time. She held her gaze with him and it was very intense. She seductively unzipped his pants and pulled them down to his ankles. She pulled his hard dick out through the pee hole of his boxers. She sat on top of him facing him like she was about to ride him. She sat on his dick without penetrating herself with it. She just massaged his dick with her ass cheeks. She slow grinded on his dick back and forth without ever putting it in her pussy. Jody felt his dick pulsing as it was squeezed between her ass cheeks. His arousal led him to try and stick it in. Diamond stopped him when he tried. What are you doing? I'm just here to dance. Come on now, Diamond. We both know we want this. Let me stick it in. No. Ain't no free pussy. If you want it, it's going to cost you. How much we talking here? Diamond sold pussy and was a finesse queen. She was used to getting niggas to spend money on her. She knew the difference between a trick and a sucker. A trick was a nigga that had to have sex in order to spend money. Wait. I think they mixed that up. A trick was a nigga that had to have money in order to have sex. A trick was a nigga that had to spend money in order to have sex. I think that's what they meant, but instead they said a trick was a nigga that had to have sex in order to spend money. Their relationships with women were always transactional. A sucker was a nigga that would give the money up without getting anything in return. Diamond learned the difference from being a hoe in the streets. She knew which niggas had tried with certain shit to finesse him. Jody showed signs of being a sucker. He had already spent money on her in the past without fucking her. That let Diamond know she could get more out of him for free. She didn't mind fucking for a bag, but when she saw an easy lick, she took it. She wasn't about to fuck for something she could get for free. Diamond downplayed her hoeing and acted like she wasn't on that type of time. I'm not a hoe, Jody. I don't sell pussy. You cannot buy sex from me, Diamond lied. Now, if you want to take me out to eat, I'll go on a date. Or if you want to take me shopping, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm definitely down to spoil you, baby. Just give me your number and we'll set a date up. Diamond gave Jody her number and he left the VIP room. She started gathering up the money he threw while she was dancing. Astro Man Duke was still standing at the bar when Jody came out the private VIP room. He was assuming that Jody had just fucked Diamond. His anger made him want revenge. He tapped on the bar to get the bartender's attention. Once she looked, she addressed him. What you need? Let me get another Long Island iced tea. Here you go. Astro Man Duke paid the $10 and took the drink. He dug in his right pocket and pulled out a tiny blue pill. He looked around to make sure nobody was looking before he threw it inside the drink. Fuck boy niggas, like I swear to God. He picked up the cup and switched it around until the pill completely dissolved. Diamond walked out of the VIP room and Astro Man Duke quickly made his way to her. 
Hey, Diamond, can I get a dance? Diamond was trying to avoid this clown, but she wasn't avoiding his money. A dance is 20. Yeah, that works for me. I got you another Long Island. Diamond took the drink without thinking twice about it. She loved free liquor, and niggas gave her free drinks every night. She never thought much about it because nothing bad ever happened. She downed the drink quickly and started dancing on Astroman Duke. He was po-balling, so he only tipped her $10 in ones. After the song was over, she picked up her money and kept it moving. 30 minutes later. Diamond didn't know what it was, but she developed a huge headache out of nowhere. Her head was hurting and she couldn't stop the pounding feeling she was experiencing. She felt tired and knew she had to lay down soon. Diamond paid her tip out for the night and headed to her car. She was trying to get home before the pounding in her head put her to sleep. All she could think about was laying down. While walking to her car, she started stumbling through the parking lot. Her vision was blurry and she felt herself getting weak. It felt like she was falling asleep with every second that passed. She tried to fight it off, but her eyes refused to stay open. Astro Man Duke was watching her all night since he gave her the drink. He was waiting for the pill to take effect, he spelled effect wrong, so he could take advantage of her. <sighs> okay, so here's my problem with motherfuckers writing this shit in their books. Women write this shit as a cautionary tale. Niggas write this shit as a real revenge tactic. Like, you really wrote this like this is what he should do to get revenge because she didn't want to talk to him. He quickly ran up on her in the parking lot. Hey, be careful there. You're really drunk. Let me help you to your car. Astro Man Duke put his hand around Diamond's back and stood side by side with her. He walked with her slowly as she fell asleep and stumbled. Everything was happening so fast so it was all a blur to her. But she knew what he was doing. She was just too weak to fight it. Take me to my car. My car's over there, she said weakly. No, your car's this way, sweetie. Keep walking with me. Diamond walked to Astro Man Duke's car and he opened the passenger door. He forced her inside and put on her seatbelt. Diamond used the remaining strength she had to try and fight her way out of the car. Astro Man Duke looked around to see if anyone was watching. When he saw that no one was, he gave Diamond a mean right hook to the face. That was enough to put her to sleep. He closed her door and ran over to the driver's side. He cranked up his car and sped out of the parking lot. He looked at Diamond's limp body laying in his passenger seat. A sinister smile formed across his face. I'm about to have fun with this, he thought to himself. Chapter 4 Acura was headed to see this lame-ass nigga she was dealing with named Irk. Irk was a square-ass nigga who was a nerd. His name was really Arthur, but she called him Irk because he was nerdy and looked like Steve Urkel. He wore glasses and kept his pants all the way up on his waist like it was 1967 or some shit. The boy had never sagged his pants, so people thought he would grow to be a police officer. He had this weird-ass walk that made him like a pastor or some shit. How do pastors walk? Like, what? I don't... He was always wearing suits like he was Steve Harvey about to shoot an episode for his TV show. Acura knew he was a lame, but she was only using him for his money. Irk had a good job working for the post office. He had some decent money coming in. Acura didn't have a job or any steady income at all. Irk met her because he delivered mail to her crib in the projects. She was outside when he pulled up one day, and he was instantly smitten. He tried to talk to her like he had a chance. She practically laughed in his face. She knew a lame when she saw one, and it was no way in hell she'd ever talk to a nigga like Irk. He was persistent as hell, though. He started following her on social media and constantly inboxing her messages that she never responded to. 
He was literally holding a conversation with himself inside her inbox. She left his ass on read over 50 times and he still kept messaging her. He was thirsty as fuck and just didn't get it. Acura found him annoying as fuck and almost blocked him. One day, after he finally realized she had never responded to anything he wrote her, he inboxed her a screenshot of his bank account. He had 12000 saved in his account. He started bragging about what he could do for her. Acura thought he was full of shit because niggas were always bragging about what they could do for her. The same niggas that did that weren't really doing shit for her. Acura wasn't paying him no mind, but he stayed consistent. She finally responded to his messages with a screenshot of her cash app. She told him to cash app her 500 and threatened to block him if he didn't. He was talking all that big money shit and she wasn't trying to hear it. She wanted to see if he was really spending money like that. To her surprise, he sent her 600 She knew from that moment forward she had him. He sent her more money than she asked for trying to impress her. She knew he was desperate as fuck and that that shit wasn't going to get him nowhere with her. She still wasn't going to fuck him or even take him serious. She just knew now that she had a duck on her team to find that shit she wanted. Acura was a red bone with big titties and a curvy figure. Her natural ass had every nigga in the neighborhood trying to fuck her. She was the baddest bitch in the hood with the stankest pussy. Every day she was constantly rejecting goofy ass niggas that were trying to get with her. While riding in her Uber to go meet Irk, she got a text from another nigga named Kilo that she knew. Kilo, you trying to smoke? Match one with a nigga. Acura, boy, I'm not fitting to match shit. If you're trying to smoke with me, you need to bring the weed. About 10 minutes passed and Kilo didn't text back. She knew that meant he didn't have the money to smoke her out. Oh, broke ass nigga, how the fuck you asked me to link with you but you want me to spend my money on the weed? The fuck you think this is, a 50-50 partnership? He done lost his fucking mind, she thought to herself. When Acura arrived, she got out of her Uber looking like a model bitch. She had on a blue shirt that was kind of like a bathing suit mixed with a one-piece. It was cut out in the front, revealing her flat stomach and her cleavage. Her titties were so fucking fat and puffy, Irk wanted to suck them shits off the bone. He was ready to risk it all for five minutes on them elephant-sized titties. The Uber dropped Acura to her location, and she met Irk at Bayside in downtown Miami. When she walked up, Irk had on this hot-ass suit like he was about to officiate a wedding. It was 94 degrees with the sun beaming and he had on this hot-ass suit. It was bright green on top of that, which made it more noticeable. He swore he was fresh as fuck, though. You couldn't tell him shit. He had on his alligator shoes looking like a deacon on Sunday. Acura was already embarrassed from the moment she walked up to him. She kept looking around trying to make sure nobody saw him with her that she knew. Acura hated niggas that didn't know how to dress. That shit was a major turnoff to her. She was only attracted to hood niggas with a lot of swag. He wanted to sit down and eat with her, but Acura wasn't going for that shit. She was only there to finesse him for more bread. She kept him a secret because she had a reputation to uphold. He wasn't a nigga that she wanted people to know she spoke to. Acura was looking at him crazy when he started running his mouth. What's up, sexy? Irk said as he went in for a hug. Acura put her arm to Irk's chest, preventing him from hugging her. Look, I don't have much time because I'm in a rush. I need to go. I have shit I need to do. I just need you to give me some money to get my hair and nails done. Oh, and I need to buy some clothes. I just gave you some money last week. I gave you like 800 Okay, that was last week. This is this week. I have to be continually maintained weekly. I have to get my hair done every week and stay on top of my game. This shit gets expensive after a while. Don't you ever feel like wearing your natural hair will be better for you? 
I don't like females to wear weave anyway. You just try a natural look. Nigga. Wait, it don't matter, cuz. Boy, don't tell me how to wear my hair. If I wanted to wear my natural hair, I would, but I don't want to. I'm not trying to tell you how to wear your hair, Acura. I'm just simply saying that weave isn't all that. I don't see why all you black girls love wearing that horse hair. You should embrace the natural look the most high gave you. Oh, this nigga a hotep. The Bible says that all makeup and weave is wicked. Boy, the Bible ain't said no shit like that. Even if it did, I don't give two flying fucks what the Bible said. I need 500 to get my hair done. I can't fuck with no broke-ass nigga to make excuses on why he can't break no bread. That's what I hate about y'all niggas. Y'all be real-life broke as fuck and always want to tell a bitch how she should look. The only reason y'all niggas like the natural look is because y'all be poor as fuck. Y'all can't afford to keep a bitch looking good. That's why y'all quote all these Bible scriptures and talk all that shit about bitches to wear weed. Boy, bye. Miss me with that broke nigga shit. Y'all talk about all these females with weed, but stay trying to fuck us. Y'all want a bitch to look top-notch all the time. Y'all want a bitch you could parade around town on your arm, but y'all don't want to spend no money to help a bitch look good. All I'm saying is that you should invest your money into something more productive than weave. Why not take that 500 and do something more productive than getting your hair done? Boy, I ain't trying to hear that shit. Is you going to give me the 500 I need to get my hair done or not? Let me know if you can or can't. If you can't, then that's fine, sweetie. I'll get another nigga to do it. Now, why you always got to talk about getting another nigga to do shit for you when I say no or don't want to do something? That's fucked up. You don't hear me saying I'm going to get another bitch to fuck if you don't give me no pussy. Boy, do you. If you feel like you can get another bitch to give you some pussy, then do that. I don't give a fuck what you do, boy. I'm not fitting to fuck shit. Like I said, if you ain't finna give me 500 to get my hair done, another nigga will. Remember, nigga, you wanted me. I told you leave me the fuck alone a million times. You been chasing me. I told you off rip if you wanted to fuck with me. I needed money on a regular basis. You already knew what time it was, so don't play dumb now. So either you give me what I want and need or get the fuck on, period. Irk was broke as fuck, but he dug himself into a hole he couldn't get out of. Acura was a bad bitch who would never look at him twice if he wasn't a paymaster. He didn't like having to spend all his money on her, but he had no choice but to. He was weak, lame, and overall unattractive to most women. No matter what he did, he just couldn't seem to get women to like him. He tried his hardest to please him, but most of them rejected him. He was used to being ignored or flat out dissed by females on a regular basis. If it wasn't for him buying pussy, he'd still be a virgin. This caused him to become desperate for female attention, which turned him into a sucker. He knew Acura wasn't about shit, but he still wanted her around. Just the thought of having this beautiful model-like female in his presence was a dream come true. He knew the moment he stopped paying for her shit, she cut him off. He knew that money was the only way he'd ever get any woman to stick around. He reluctantly gave Acura the 500 she demanded and she hopped in the Uber without even saying thank you. She left his ass right there looking sick and didn't give two fucks about him or how he felt. Acura got her hair done and got a rental with the money Irk gave her. He was texting her since she left, but she wasn't responding to none of his messages. She didn't plan on hitting him up again until she needed some money. Diamond Diamond woke up in a hospital bed. She was still dizzy from the night before. She could barely remember what happened. All she remembered was having a bad headache and Astro Man Duke helping her to her car. She remembered him punching her in the face before everything went black. She instantly became upset as the memory of him came back to her. She started to contemplate the whole situation and realize what happened. 
I didn't have a headache till I drunk that drink he gave me. That motherfucker spiked my drink. That can only mean one thing. This nigga raped me. That's why he helped me walk to the car. He already planned this shit. He took advantage of me. Why was I so stupid to take that drink from him, she thought. Her thought process was interrupted when a female nurse walked in. She was an older Spanish woman in her 50s. Oh great, I'm glad to see you're awake. What am I doing here? How did I get here, Diamond asked. I hate to be the one to tell you this. You're here because you're a victim of sexual assault. Someone found you in the club parking lot on the floor. They called the police and made a report. On the ground? You mean on the ground, right? Not on the floor. Witnesses said a man in a 1972 station wagon was seen throwing you out of his car. We believe he's the man that assaulted you. Diamond sat and listened as the nurse gave her information about how to press charges legally against her attacker. She gathered all the information and was discharged from the hospital. She was pissed to find out about how Astral Man Duke had taken advantage of her. She had no choice but to charge to the game, though. It was a well-needed lesson to prevent her from making the same mistake again. Regardless of her getting raped, she was still headed to the club tonight. She has choices. She has a lot of choices. One great choice is to press charges. You don't have to charge this to the game. It's not like it's going to put you on the sideline or something. You can literally press charges. Unless you're going to shoot this nigga for what he did to you, do not charge this to the game. Unless this is one of those don't even look over there at like we ain't tripping the next day pot and they came up missing type situations. Don't charge us to the game. Roast that nigga. You know who he is. You know his name. You know where he's at. Get him arrested. She wasn't about letting nothing or no one come between her bag. She had bills to pay so taking days off was not an option. She just had to grieve while still making her money. Later that night. Diamond walked in the locker room at the club and knew all eyes were on her. Bitches were snickering and laughing at her. She knew it was about her being found laid out in the parking lot the night before. Deja and Crescendo were in the middle of the drama as usual. Deja didn't even try and lower her voice enough to a whisper. She didn't even care if Diamond heard what she said about her. That bitch a hot mess. She got her ass beat at her own house. Me and my homegirl knocked her dirty ass out. Then last night, that bitch was found laid out in the parking lot. Some nigga raped her stupid ass. He left her dumb ass in the street like some roadkill. Now that bitch already back stripping the next day. She ain't even give her pussy time to heal. That broke bitch need this money bad, Deja said. Diamond stood there with her blood boiling. She was starting to hate Crescinda and Deja on a different level. They already fucked her husband and betrayed her. Now they are making fun of her getting raped. It took everything inside Diamond to ignore the slick comments and focus on her money. Diamond had enough of them bitches. She was ready to knock both them hoes out. She just didn't want to get jumped again if she tried to fight them. Diamond got undressed and walked out to the dance floor. She knew it was more important for her to get her money than to focus on them hoes. Diamond looked around the whole club hoping she saw Astro Man Duke. She kept watching the door hoping he'd walk in. She was so upset at him for what he did. You think? She couldn't wait to run into him again. She was disappointed because he never came. The entire night passed and he was nowhere in sight. Diamond continued to work the room for her money. Even though she was depressive about her failed marriage and getting raped, she was still about her bag. Deja and Crescendo walked out to the floor also to dance for the customers. Every time they passed Diamond, they started laughing. It was as if they had some type of inside joke about her. 
Diamond was getting more and more pissed about it by the second. These hoes just ask for it at this point. They really think I'm something to play with. I'm going to show them I'm not, she thought. Diamond just kept working the floor and getting her dances in. A few minutes later, she saw Deja walk to the bathroom alone. She quickly left the floor and followed her inside. This bitch just fucked up. She fucked up big time, Diamond thought. Diamond walked inside the restroom and saw that Deja had already locked herself in one of the stalls. Diamond quickly closed the door and twisted the knob to lock the bathroom door. No one else would be able to get in. Diamond walked up to the stall that Deja was at. Deja had no idea Diamond was waiting for her. She thought she was in there alone. Deja picked up her phone and made a call while she sat on the toilet. Girl, yes, that bitch Diamond came to work today. The dirty, ugly bitch I was telling you about. That hoe so lame. Some nigga raped that dumbass hoe last night she still came to work tonight. That bitch must be sleeping under a bridge somewhere. She can't even miss work for a few days to have some rape recovery. Then her husband, gay as fuck. He be paying me to fuck with strap-ons. Diamond sat and listened as Deja told all her business to whoever was on the phone. She was talking shit to them like they knew Diamond personally. See, so Deja should be Aisha. You know, talking all that shit and everything. Insecure as fuck and everything. That's Aisha, but no, it's Deja. This bitch telling my business to bitches that don't even be at the club. I got something for her ass. Wait until she walk out this stall, Diamond thought. Diamond stayed quiet and just kept listening in. Okay, girl, I'm about to get back on the floor and make this money. I'll call you later. Deja hung up the phone and flushed the toilet. She opened the stall to walk out. From the moment she walked out, Diamond came across her shit with a mean right hook. That shit busted her lip and she started leaking instantly. Diamond rushed her with a bunch of blows, causing her to fall back on the toilet. Deja covered up and took her punishment. She was so scared she didn't even try and fight back. Diamond grabbed her hair and dragged her ass out of the stall. No, you don't, ho. Open up your face. Don't try and cover up your face now. You wasn't covering up your face when you was talking shit. You had the nerve to fuck my husband in my house. You were supposed to be my friend and you played crazy. Then you made fun of a nigga raping me. You violated, ho. Diamond rained blows down on Deja. Deja was so scared she didn't know what to do. Diamond was wailing on her face. Diamond stood up over Deja and spit on her. Bitch, don't ever fucking disrespect me again. The next time you try me, I'm going to put your ass in the hospital. Call your little friend to talk about that, ho. You should have pissed on her. Like, you in the bathroom. And I'm not sure. Since y'all walking around this whole motherfucking naked and shit, is you naked in the bathroom? Like, that just seems out of sorts. Weird. Unless it's an employee bathroom. I don't know. I ain't been to a strip club in a really long fucking time, but I'm pretty certain it'll be a really bad idea. So I'm just going to assume that they put on clothes. Even though she's been walking around the whole strip club asshole naked. But you got to protect yourself when you're in a place where... <sighs> I'm still mad about that, that sexual assault. I am. Like nobody saw it. The bartender. Nobody. There's no security. There's a VIP room. Security should be right next to the VIP room. Nobody saw it at all? Okay. Diamond walked out the bathroom. She left Deja with her face lumped up and her lip bleeding. She was looking fucked up. She like she had got jumped by 10 people, but only Diamond beat her ass. She sent her a message to let her know she wasn't the one to play with. Spelled no wrong. The next night, Diamond came to the club to dance like any other normal night. She was ready to run up a check tonight because it was the weekend when all the ballers came through. 
As soon as she arrived, the bouncer let her know the owner of the club wanted to see her. Diamond walked in the owner's office and sat down at his desk. Tyrone was sitting there looking unpleased. He never called Diamond in his office before, so she knew it was about something important. Diamond, what happened between you and Deja in the bathroom yesterday? The poor girl's in the hospital now. Her face was lumped up like she fought Mike Tyson. She was bleeding and her jaw was fractured. Nigga, you're worried about her being in there, but did you say shit about her being in the hospital for being sexually assaulted? At all? No, it happened on your property, my nigga. Why you beat her like that? Look, Tyrone, I'm going through a lot right now. Let's just say the days is a huge part of my stress. Because of that, I fucked that hoe up. I don't want to get into details why. Just know she deserved everything I did to her. I see. Well, let me make this clear. I don't do drama at my club. This is a place of business. This isn't a boxing ring. I can't have you in here fucking bitches up. Do that outside of my establishment. Don't let me have to say that again. You won't, Tyrone. I promise you won't. Good. Now get out there and shake some ass. Diamond left Tyrone's office and went to the locker room where the rest of the strippers got dressed at. When she walked in, all the strippers in there got quiet. She put fear in their hearts just by walking in. Word spread around the entire club about how Diamond did Deja. None of the strippers wanted problems with her after that. Crescinda walked up on Diamond in her locker. She was looking scared and acting scared. Diamond looked at her in disgust. What the fuck you want, ho? Why are you in my face? You must be want your ass whooped next. Look, Diamond, I don't want any problems with you. I know we went through some things in the past, but that's over with now. I'm ready to move forward with my life. I just want to squash any beef we have. I just want to work and make my money. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder, you know. Diamond looked at Crescinda's scary ass and wanted to punch her in her shit. She knew she was only apologizing because she was scared. Diamond played along with her to make her feel comfortable. Don't worry, girl. We cool. I'm already over it. Look, let's do this. After we get off tonight, let's go eat at IHOP or something. We could talk about the situation then, Diamond suggested. Oh, okay. I guess that could work. Yeah, because Tyrone said beat him up off premises. After the shift, Diamond and Crescinda were leaving the club with their bags full of money. They each had a good night because the ballers came out. They each made at least $3,000. Diamond drove behind Crescinda to follow her to IHOP. They both arrived and parked next to each other. Diamond put on the brass knuckles she had recently bought. She hadn't used them yet, but she was ready to test them out of Crescinda's face. Diamond got out of the car as Crescinda got out also. Diamond had her hands behind her back, so Crescinda never noticed she was wearing brass knuckles. What do you want to eat from here, Diamond asked. I was thinking pancakes and eggs. Nope. <laughs> oh, God damn. What do you want to eat from here, Diamond asked. I was thinking pancakes and eggs. Nope. Their knuckle sandwich is better. You should try that. What is that? Crescinda asked. Without any responding, Diamond came across Crescinda's jaw with a right hook followed with a left. Crescinda dropped to the floor and was dazed. She didn't know where the fuck she was at. Diamond started beating her ass by giving her blows to the body. The brass knuckles had Crescinda feeling every hit. Stupid asshole, did you really think shit was that sweet? You really thought it was that easy, huh? Sorry, Diamond, I told you I didn't want no problems with you. Shut the fuck up. You should have thought about that before you jumped me in my home. Diamond stopped Crescinda out in the IHOP parking lot. People started to gather around and record her beating her ass. Diamond stopped and quickly got in her car. She sped off to avoid going to jail for assault. Crescinda was left with a swollen face and a bunch of bruises everywhere. 
Then Brass Knuckles did her dirty. One thing was for certain now. Diamond wasn't going to have to worry about Crescinda or Deja ever again. Hey, hey, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Hey, I've been wanting to try that Big Mac special. Y'all got nine, 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 my nigga. I got a better idea. I want to try a new knuckle sandwich special. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Olive Garden. How can I help you? Yeah, I like the tour of Italy. Nah, why don't you get the tour of the streets? It starts with a knuckle sandwich. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to welcome to Chuck E. Cheese. Um, yeah, thanks. I, I just want some tokens. Hey, we got a special right now. You get five hundred tokens, you get a free meal. Oh, for real? What do I get with the meal? A knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh shit oh she was like I want pancakes and eggs and she was like nah you should try the knuckle sandwich <laughs> what I can't oh my god I am literally dying over here thinking about this Welcome to Popeyes. How can I be of assistance? Um, hey, can I get the spicy chicken sandwich? Nah, man, I'm sorry. We're all out of the chicken sandwich. All we got left is knuckle sandwiches. Nine one six six three three one five three seven. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Club on Facebook. Oh, shit. I'm crying, y'all. Like, seriously. Welcome to in and out <laughs> How can I be of assistance? Hey, can I get a double-double animal style? Nah, but you can get a knuckle sandwich animal style, and I can make that a double-double for you. Okay, now it's done. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes, like, 13 seconds. Uh, you can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast and copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show through patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. Uh, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. This book. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler you later. Peace. Intro and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan, and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast.